0: We're gonna talk about Kenneth Copeland and COVID nineteen. Let's go. Hello, I'm Thomas, and I'm Sam, and uh, we got a doozy to talk about today. So we, uh, I, well, if you're if you're on the internet at all, you pretty much most likely have seen. Kenneth Copeland screaming COVID-19 and blowing at the camera and and all that. And look, I don't want to... I'm not going to come down harsh on anybody, but we need to make heads or tails of that because is it misleading? Is it not misleading? Is it factual? Is it truth? We need to look into that because I feel like it's a little... (laughs) (laughs) In in so much as we
1: don't want to be, as believers, attacking other believers, that's not going to um, uh, help the situation. But the other side to that is that truth is universal. Truth is something that's external to us. Correct. So when it comes down to it, either he's right and I'm wrong and we're wrong, or we're right and he's wrong, right? We can't both be right on this if we come to completely different answers so we have to discuss those answers and we have to discuss them civilly that's what we're here for right that's that's the whole point
0: of the podcast um it's it's things like this in the christian community that i have i've seen all kinds of things uh, across a broad spectrum um things like this and then other things that um once again we're not labeling people or naming names or you know, making fun of, but when when you have uh, early believers, right, very very newfound Christians or baby Christians, so to speak, things like this, I feel like can really confuse them, take them the wrong way, get them believing things that that aren't necessarily biblical. You know. Um, so I mean in in one aspect, let's talk about healing for instance like spiritual healing right do I believe that God can do whatever he wants with the snap of a finger? Yeah, probably without the snap of a finger right Do I believe the Bible front to back? Absolutely. yes Jesus healed the
1: disciples healed they exercised you know but within um, the within the context of that in, in, in what Jesus is capable of doing and what the disciples are capable of doing, um, the, the Bible does give us this sense of stories that are um, um, phenomenal, stories that are in some ways even difficult to believe when we look at reality from this side. But those miracles and um, the, the power that Jesus had was always for a purpose, and that purpose being to confirm the message that he was there to deliver Right. Right. And he had the same problem in his day. And that's what he says over and over again. All these people will show up because they want to see the show. They want to see the spectacle. They want to see the miracles. They want to see people healed. But are they here to hear what I have to say? He was very frustrated by that because the whole point of those miracles. And yeah, I believe them All of them. And I believe he has the power to do whatever Jesus wants to do. And I believe he gave that power also to the apostles. And I believe to some extent we can still see those miracles today, but we don't have the same command over them. And the reason being that the purpose of the miracle was to confirm the message, right? Right. Now we have a widespread message of Christianity, right? You don't have to go that far to hear it, you don't have to go that far to hear both. Crazy! You can turn on YouTube and watch people who will give you these odd um, displays and and these odd uh, uh, answers from where they land on reading scripture. Mm-hmm. But you can click a button and move to another page of somebody who is an actual informed and thoughtful and thinking Christian who can do further explanation on this stuff. We live in a world where that miraculous is still possible the potentials there but it's not going to be as common i think as it was right. in our new testament day because in our new testament day you had to confirm the message and the message is arriving at a time when um no one from a jewish background would have been favorable to the idea that someone has shown up also a jew who is claiming to forgive sins that's not okay if you're Jewish. Right. Right. This person has put themselves up to the same level as God. So as far as the Jewish movement's concerned, if you're a Jewish believer, you want that crushed out of existence. You don't want people running around saying, hey, there's this guy who says he can he can forgive sins, right? That that has to come with something miraculous to confirm that the guy's what he's saying is true. And then on top of that. After Jesus is left and his disciples are having to build this movement, build this church, you don't just have at that point the Jewish authorities that want it crushed out of existence. You have all the power of Rome against the church also. Everything in history should have led to the Christian church being wiped out in the first generation. It should not exist today. Because all the powers that be wanted it gone. Why is it still here? Because there were honest people, like you and us, you and me, right? Seeing miraculous stuff happen. Right. And these people who were fishermen and carpenters and just common folk, they weren't coming from like the high religious ends, Mm -hmm. are doing these miraculous things. And that those miraculous acts are lending to the credibility of what they have to say.
0: Well, they they needed it though. Yeah, that's that's the thing. my point. They, yeah. they needed it versus us. I mean, I would argue. I'm I'm sorry, like we I don't need to see that to know to have evidence, right? Because right. we've got this insane design of a universe spinning around us constantly. We've got the miracle of our bodies. I mean, just think about the way the human body works in general. It couldn't just be we came from a tadpole. I mean, I, I just don't, right. I just don't buy it. So we've got the evidence. I don't, I don't need to see some some guy who's crippled get up and walk again to actually believe it. Which is why I think to, in today's you know, I guess, or I guess, our day and age, we don't have to see that to actually have the evidence and, and the faith to believe in in Jesus and the resurrection and God. We don't need that. Which is why I don't think it happens that often. Um, but then, but then we look at stuff like this mm-hmm. and, and I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not calling anybody out or trashing you, but I'm, I'm going to say that this, the Kenneth Copeland's of the world, the, uh, televangelists they, they cheapen the idea of that by getting younger, younger Christians or newer Christians, I guess, younger in, in faith, um, to just believe these crazy things that have no biblical evidence to back them up. Yeah. Um, there's I mean, and I have yet to see like that's the thing. I have yet to see a video where somebody is truly healed. Right. Of something. Like like in, in these kind of terms. I have yeah. I have yet to see
1: it. And and the uh the again, the potential to that is there. But the other side to that is if if you put yourself into the shoes of a new Christian and you don't understand because you're reading this um generations and and um millennia after the events that took place, you know, that we're reading about, we're reading them way after the fact. We're, we're at a different point in history. So they, right. they don't understand the need for miracle at the time is to confirm a message. That, that's not, if that's not enumerated to someone who's a new believer, then um, as far as they're concerned, do we believe these miracles really happened? Well, yes, we do. Then why shouldn't they still be happening today? Right. Well, that's a legitimate question, and if you don't have an answer to that question, where you might land on is either it didn't happen or it could still happen today, and I need to follow somebody who claims they have the ability to still do these apostolic miracles, right? And that's how somebody like your televangelists who do these word of faith kind of movements can gain so much traction, because we read them in the Bible, we say, okay, we believe that's that it happened then, and so why shouldn't it be happening today? All they need is somebody to come along and say, well, it does happen today, and I have the power, and by my authority, right. you know, and then all of a sudden they're, they're on board, and they'll accept whatever they see, because to deny that in their mind would equal also denying that it ever happened in Jesus' right. day. Right, right. But what the, I think the, the critical point on that, and that's why you know I'm, I'm the one that says it over and over again, like a broken record, the miracle confirms the message. And so in the time the first century, um, second century, whatever, you have Nero burning people, burning Christians. Uh, what is it that's going to um, create a movement that's going to survive when a madman's in charge? And he's setting people on fire for entertainment in his gardens, right? You're you're going to run and hide from that, and if you get caught, you're going to say, nope, I'm not a Christian, I don't believe, but that's not what happened. Because in those times, people were seeing miraculous events still happen. They understood uh, the, the power of the miracle was confirming the message, and the biggest miracle being that a lot of those people witnessed Jesus alive after they had seen him crucified, right? That's the most powerful testament right there. Right. I watched the man die, and then I saw him a week later. I, You can't stop that. Whatever whatever Nero has in all of his power to do, it's nothing compared to the guy who died and got back up again. I'm on his team. Right. Right? That's, that's the only thing that's going to make the movement that was Christianity take any kind of, get any kind of leverage or get any kind of uh, steam at that particular period in history. And I, I believe that's also part of why Jesus arrived when he did right. That perfect timing of God was in such a time as that, that movement would have been impossible without real miracles happening, without people really witnessing that kind of stuff, because all the other real power, all the political power, all the military power, all of it existed in a uh, a, a, a system that was out to destroy Christianity from the ground up. So um, we don't we don't understand that when we when we're looking at the Bible, all we're doing is we're seeing you know these stories of. Um, people tearing a roof up and lowering a guy on a pallet and Jesus makes him walk. Yeah, that really happened. And I would have loved to have been there to witness that. But I always say what I really, really, really wish we had more of is what did he say right before he did that? Mm -hmm. Because that miracle was in the context of a message that happened and it was confirming that the, what the speaker uh, is saying is true and is of God, right? That was the whole point of it. So um, we don't necessarily know what the sermon was that led right up to that, that particular moment. Right.
0: Well, in, uh, in, in relation to, to the COVID-19 thing and the, um, yeah, the televangelist, the I'm going to wave my... blazer on you and you're going to get hit with the Holy spirit kind of thing. Not, I'm not, (laughs) not to sound bitter or anything like that. Um, I've pulled, so I've, I've pulled the, um, the, the sermon, I guess, or the, the talk that Kenneth Copeland had, the one that's made him so internet famous right now. Um, I found several of them on, on here that, were just snippets of it but I feel like those were kind of even though it's he's real easy to take out of context because he's already taking things out of context I wanted to bring up his actual full video so I've got I've got him he's going to be reading from Exodus um, 15 or, yeah Exodus 15. I want to play this for just a minute so you can kind of hear his angle
2: Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, saying, I will sing unto the Lord. For he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. I will prepare him a habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Verse 6, thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy of COVID-19. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee that you sent forth by wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast. With a blast, with the blast,
0: so dramatic,
2: of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together, the floods stood upright in a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, "I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword, and thy hand shall destroy them." Thou didst blow with thy wind; the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the waters.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So his his free. main <laughs> his main text in there is going. He read the whole from um, Genesis 15, he read from 1 to 10. But his main focus, and if you're watching the video, they actually show the text that he's reading from, from verses 6 to 10, right? So, um, And that's where he starts to get a little bit, um, starts to take some liberties with the text as well, right? So the context of what's happening in the passage is uh, Moses has just witnessed the entire destruction of Pharaoh's army before him and all the people of Israel here they are, they're standing on one side of the sea and Pharaoh's army is just about to simply destroy them and the waters part and they're able to walk through the sea on dry land and as soon as they get to the other side, Pharaoh's army has already moved into the same path Right? Which is always interesting to me. I thought, okay, they're watching this miraculous event happen. Never in history, right? You watch this, this powerful sea just simply, it's like a tidal wave drawing up before it crashes. But it's the same body of water, right? That's the thing. When you, when you see like a, a giant wave come in, you can kind of feel the undertow and, and the water draws back revealing the the sand underneath before the wave then crashes down. But that's one body. Imagine you're standing in the middle of the sea and it pulls from both sides. Right. And it holds that position. It doesn't keep moving. It continues to just draw out so that an entire nation can walk from one side of this body of water an extensive distance all the way across, <laughs> and and hundreds of thousands of people marching across um, through this this dry. And then you're in Pharaoh's army. You're watching all this happen. You're like, yeah, you're gonna pursue them into that. I'm like, <laughs> uh no, <laughs> I'm not following. I'd be uh, rethinking yeah. A I'm of not walking into that. But they do right. <laughs> uh, they're. Told to, I'm sure. They're probably some poor foot soldier that's like, I don't want, to, oh my yeah. God. But he's still like, no, you're gonna die here on the on the on the shore, or you're gonna follow them and destroy them. And die on the ocean. And, floor. And, yeah, and, and so they do. They they go after them, and sure enough, once once Israel's in the clear, those those t- tidal waves come back in together and they completely swallow um, Pharaoh's army. That's what he's witnessed happen, and all the people have witnessed happen. They had, they had no resources left. They were simply dead to rights, and God's provided their salvation in this instance right. through the waters, right? Nothing they can take credit for themselves, and they've all witnessed this happen. So this is the song that he sings in response to that. And everything he says in the song is appropriate for having witnessed what he's just seen, right? But um, as um, Mr. Copeland gets to verse 6, and he's reading this passage, he he reads it correctly. Your right hand, O Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. And then he adds the enemy of COVID-19. He adds a new direct object to that sentence which isn't provided here in the script, because the enemy in this instance is the army of Pharaoh. The enemy is not the current situation we're standing in. And that's one of the problems of these word of faith movements. You can take a story in the Bible, and then you say it immediately applies to what's going on right here, right now, where I am in my life. No doubt, there are pharaohs. Uh, there, there are things we're up against. Things like Pharaoh's army, great, great. You know, you you can kind of draw that metaphor wherever you like, but you can't then, in turn, take the actual historical event and claim just because it happened that way that it's going to therefore apply to your new metaphorical Pharaoh's army. In this right. case, the the disease that, you know, has shut down the entire world. That's Pharaoh's army in this instance. Well, they're claiming that a historical event has to repeat itself because they say it has to repeat itself because God did it in one instance. Well, Pharaoh's Pharaoh's army and this disease are two very different things, first off, right? There's no body of water that we're all rushing through You know, we we haven't witnessed that occur. So you can't do that. You can't draw and say, I'm going to take this event in history, a very real event that happened, and I'm going to take the response of of, uh, the prophet at the time as Moses. Moses acts as prophet and as king because they didn't have a king yet, right? Uh, He plays that role for them. And um, um, as as the... uh, the person that goes between the, the people and God, right? He's the intermediator also. So prophet, priest, that's what a priest does, and king, Moses is essentially has to play all these roles early on. And um, in, in doing so, he is the appropriate response to what he has just witnessed, a historical event like no other, right? He should have been dead on the other side of this sea, Yet God's provided a way, not just for him, but for an entire nation that's following him. God's using a very, very real miracle to point to Moses as his representative in a way that whatever Moses says, these people need to follow because it's based on, on that relationship that uh, God's done something miraculous for them, Right. We don't necessarily have the right to leverage Moses's relationship with God and Moses's position as prophet, priest, and king in this instance, and say therefore we claim the same results right now, right today, right. with what we're dealing with. Right? It, you've got to let the Bible tell the story. It's a true story, and and let it speak for uh, what it intends to say. And and this is historical. This is this is narrative. This happened in a real space and time. This isn't something that we should be applying to them. This isn't prophetic. It'd be one thing if he was reading from Daniel and saying, "Now, COVID nineteen is one of the four beasts." Okay, well, that's a different discussion, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But at least Daniel's prophecy—it's not—it's meant to be. You're meant to look at what you're actually living out right now because it's the Bible. Uh, giving you something that hasn't yet occurred, at least not in the time of its writing right um and in this instance, this isn't prophetic, this is narrative, this happened, and this is a response to what actually happened now he's using it in a way that's prophetic, and that's the problem right right right
0: well, and that's the thing so I think um I think when you when you kind of look at uh people commanding, right? Commanding the spirit in in such a way. Um, Yeah, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Yes, we know that. We know that uh, ask and you shall receive, right? But that's that's all within the context of within God's will, right? Mm -hmm. So you're... I feel like it's dangerous or this type of behavior has dangerous results because then you start leading a body of believers to think that they can just at the drop of a hat, the the snap of a finger, just command God to do something. Then who's the real God at that point? Right. Who then is in charge? Right. Right. This stuff is a little bit dangerous. But this is, so I've got another clip. Uh, this is from the exact same sermon. Now, yes, I did skip a little bit between his scripture reading, um, but this doesn't, that doesn't have anything to do with what he's about to say. I'm not chopping it to make it sound one way. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play this, and this is his, uh, I guess, his spiritual command over COVID-19. This is where
1: he gets, this is, as he's doing the prayer, he kind of um, transitions into this. Yeah. He doesn't really end the prayer. He just moves right into this, like, okay, now I'm going to do this prophetic word of faith command uh, against the current situation of COVID-19. Yeah, here you go.
2: COVID-19! (laughs) COVID-19! I blow blow the wind of God God. on you. On you. You are destroyed forever. You are destroyed forever. And you will never be back you yeah. be back. Thank you, our God. Thank, Thank you, God. you God. Let it happen. Let it, happen. Let it, Cause, happen. it happen. Cause, Cause it to happen. Cause
0: it to happen. I mean, so there you have it. And, and look, this is, in the week of, it'd be kind of hard to, to say anything, but I mean, this is, that was April 3rd. And this episode that we're doing right now is uh, May 15th. It's, and it's, it's very
1: much still here. It's still here. It's right. not
0: gone anywhere, which leads me to believe that it's not necessarily in, uh, <laughs> in his power. Now, so, if it had
1: happened, if he had said that and the news had bothered to cover it, and granted the news media's outlets, not many of them would bother to cover no, that, he, that he did that and that they're not making fun of him, but that it actually worked, then you would have confirmation We all ought to be following even closer hearing what he has to say because he'd actually been confirmed in his message by the way of miracle, right? So, yeah, you've got a dual problem here. Number one, that he's taken this stuff out of context, that he thinks he can make demands on the spirit in a certain way, like using it kind of like the genie in the bottle uh, method. And um, then the second problem is that you've got a kind of false profit response to this. It didn't happen. Right. Right. What, what he declared upon COVID-19 didn't happen. And at some point it might be gone, but we are dealing with an agency here. I was listening the other day to someone talk about like when the AIDS epidemic came on, it took 30 years for us to reach a point where we have enough in the way of medicine for somebody who contracts HIV to potentially live out a normal life, right? We, we have the the meds now where even if somebody contracts HIV, if they get on them early enough, then, then they could potentially live as long as they would have without ever having contracted it. But that took, that took 30 years of medical development to happen.
0: But see, and that's the, I think that's the issue with, with, I guess people like this is, you know, he's going to say he blows the breath of all that. (laughs) I can't I can't listen to it without chuckling, to be honest. And I know it sounds kind of mean. But anyways, the problem is, let's say let's say they find a vaccine in the next six months. Is that going to be his claim to fame? Well, I blew the breath of God on it. And here's the vaccine. And so now we're all good. And that kind of backs him up. And then so to all of his his followers, I I wonder I wonder where that line is, where, where people don't understand that they're no longer following God but they're following somebody and what they're what they're claiming
1: yeah well right? and you can genuinely that doesn't mean somebody who's who's been deceived has necessarily been deceived out of the faith right yeah right they, they could still be in their own heart you know following Jesus and, and very devote but still deceived and what that will what that will do is that will essentially um, uh, effectively slow down or even retard the uh, potential for their own growth, for their own understanding and discipleship and all that, because they're moving in a direction that they, you're only going to grow so much. Right. Right. Because ultimately, um, as, as Jesus is using these miracles, someone doesn't walk away from the show, the miraculous show, um, where the the changing process is ongoing, right? they've They've been impressed in a very dramatic and immediate way, and it could even be life changing. But it won't be ongoing if we don't have the sermon. We have to have the message. It's the message that is ongoing past that immediate life-changing event that it's it's the word. Right? it's the the language that we use when we're communicating ideas and these ideas hopefully are ultimately thought by God first that's our goal right is that we as intelligent beings want to have our ideas match God's ideas he thought them first right and that in, in that sense your intellect is following a path that's even um, comes down to to worship that way right and, and that's what should be happening in the form of the sermon is that you're trying to take God's Word, you're trying to um, um, illuminate it in such a way that the people can understand it in the context of whatever audience um, would have received it initially, and then understand its application for us today. And that becomes an ongoing process as we continue to dive into God's Word. It's a a a steady change. If all you're doing is miracle, 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 right? And that's all you're looking for. Even if the miracles are actually happening and true, if that's all you're getting, then you might be getting these life changing um, events. But that's, that's exactly the thing that Jesus was um, so critical of all these people that will show up for the show, but they're not hearing what I have to say right that was something that really 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 um, aggravated him frustrated his process to the point where he was like i got to get away from these people <laughs> yeah. i right, give me some time alone right now because it's happening again we we've, we've hit the point where all they want's the show all they want's the miracle they want me to heal a bunch of people but they're not listening right i have a message well that's why it's so easy and that's what's more important here
0: yeah, and that's why it's so easy to grab. You know, like I said, early Christians, younger Christians, yeah. people who are young in the faith, because I mean, they don't. That's the thing. They've not. They've not experienced enough of it to know there's a lot more to this. You're going to be missing out on God's character, right? right. Who, yeah. who is God? You're not going to have. I mean, how do you have a relationship with uh, a genie in the bottle that makes miracles happen? You don't really know who that is mm-hmm. or what what they did, why they did what they did. I and
1: mean, what their motive behind saying what they said was, you lose all that. Well, and it, it sets up the precedent that it's all about me anyway. It's all about me. Right. I have a problem. I'm sick. I want to be healed in some way, right? Me, 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 me. God come and fix me. Make me fit the image of who I expect I'm supposed to be. Right. Right. Or, or whatever this picture in your your own head is. That's not what it's about when we listen instead to the sermon. You're instead diving into God's... If it's done correctly, you're diving into God's character. Who is, who is God? Who are we in respect of as followers of God, right? As being a part of the family of faith. Who are we in that context? It's not about necessarily, I've got, you know, this headache and I want God to take it away. Well, he might take it away that might be a very real miracle that you get right my wife struggles with headaches sometimes she runs out of the medicine that helps and she has in times been desperate enough to just pray for me put that out on you know uh, amongst her her prayer warrior friends mm-hmm. they do it and sometimes it works and she feels better right so yeah i think to some extent God cares about us, but she's also not losing sight in that, you know, that the whole point of that wasn't that God's going to take away her headache because, you know, God wants her to not have a headache. The point in all that is she understands who God's character is. Mm -hmm. You start with that. Right. Right. Even Paul prayed over and over and over and over again to have something removed. And people argue, was that another person, that thorn in the flesh? Is that a reference to somebody who was following him around and trying to undo um, his stuff? Um, Most scholars think it was a physical ailment of some kind that Paul asks continuously over and over again. And God says, no, my grace is sufficient in your weakness, right? Right. So sometimes the answer is no on this. And I think these word of faith movements kind of take that potential out also. If if, if the answer was no, it's your fault. You didn't have enough faith, right? And that's destructive. That's that's uh, detrimental. Are you going to say Paul didn't have enough faith? Paul had enough faith. This actually he got an answer, to, uh, and the answer was no.
0: Yeah, this this kind of goes back to I had a conversation. Um, a little over a year ago with a, with a gentleman who went to a church that they, I mean, they did this. It's, I, I don't, I don't mean this in an insulting way, but it's going to sound that. So just deal with it, I guess. But, uh, I, I kind of call it like a two way radio with God. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they say, Oh, hold on. Let me, let me talk to God real quick. They close their eyes for a minute. Boom. They, they've got an answer from God. Right. Um, I was having a conversation with this gentleman about healings because that's something that him and his church did a lot they would go out and do, do healings. Right. And so they went to, I mean, they've done all kinds of things, you know, uh, one of them, one of them, I wouldn't really have expected them to do, but they went around to a, uh, the casket of a, of of a recently deceased individual. Right. And they all gathered around at the funeral Mm -hmm. and started praying for her to rise from the dead. Right. So super, super offensive to the family, in my personal opinion, Yeah, really offensive to the family, but, on that same token, the response is of why it didn't happen. Why did she not get up out of the coffin and come back to life? And the answer was, well, that, that didn't happen. The same reason other healings don't happen. It's because if one person in that group of healers, one person in the midst of them does not have the faith required, their response was, then it just doesn't happen because that one person doesn't have the faith. Yeah. Which, which I always hark back to the faith of a mustard seed. You're contradicting what God has clearly said. Yeah.
1: Right? It's- well, and again, it, it, it puts that back on, it puts the, the pressure, it puts the responsibility back on the, the agent. And in this case, um, the agent, you or I, who are attempting to enact this, this miracle, um, it's, it's not us. Ultimately, we don't have any control over it. Uh, everybody has, everybody has giftings, spiritual giftings, yeah. right? And and uh, mine generally has been um, in the quizzes and whatever you take. what's your spiritual gift? Mine's come up as teaching, right? And that sort of thing. And and most people affirm when I talk to them. Oh yeah, Sam, you're a teacher, right? So that comes from that gets confirmed by other people who have witnessed this gift in its inaction. Right. But how how does that go about it? Well, one, I do a lot of study. (laughs) I spend a lot of time studying. I actually enjoy reading and studying. You know, I feel like I get something out of it as I'm feeding myself. Right. But but what happens in a moment when I'm just kind of standing in front of a group of people and we're talking about, I don't know, a passage or a question I just kind of start talking and answering, and all of a sudden it's like little fireworks going off in the back of my mind. I'm remembering, oh, yeah, I read this one thing at this Mm -hmm. point. I read this. I don't even remember when that was. I might remember the author in this instance. Boom, 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 And connections start being made that I didn't even realize were in there. It's like in this storage bank, right? I, I, I needed time to prepare an answer but I didn't have time to prepare an answer, and here comes the answer right. what? Sometimes I hear myself say it and I'm like, I didn't even know I knew that, but I don't have control over that. I can't say I'm now going to go stand in front of these people, close my eyes, and then I will teach them. <laughs> it's not up to me yeah. right it sometimes it doesn't happen. I've had opportunities to speak and I felt like I'm tripping over my own words but a lot of time it does and a lot of the time it's a direct reflection on my own study life and my own you know devotional time and and a big one is my home life if I'm having like a fight with my wife and maybe I'm in the wrong and I know it but I'm being stubborn about it and then I've got this, uh, teaching time coming and I haven't made right with her yet. I haven't admitted my wrong in that instance. I haven't confessed my sin and I get up that That'll be one of the times I'm tripping over my own two feet. Yeah. And that'll be a clear indication. I'll get home and say, okay, Mary, <laughs> I was wrong. You're right. And it's evident because I just totally I'm broken. Felt like an idiot. <laughs> Can't work. I felt like a total idiot. I went to that Bible study and I didn't have anything good to contribute, right? Yeah. And I'll know that that it, because that's me. That's actually where I'm coming from. I'm I'm a, a a big doof when it comes to all of this. But if I'm coming out sounding coherent, and I'm sounding articulate, and I'm saying stuff a lot of times I'm hearing my stuff after the fact going, whoa, who said that? I said that. where did that come from? That that's the gift of teaching. That's how it kind of manifests itself. Right. But it's not something I have control over, right? So that finding those spiritual gifts are those times that surprises you in 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 your your own moment, but it's not it's a gift. It's not something you really have control over. It's something that God gives us. So the idea the the hubris that it takes to say I'm going to close my eyes now and I'm going to do something miraculous raise someone from the dead are you kidding me yeah where where has that been from? and that that's going to fail because someone didn't have enough faith someone in the midst of someone it, yeah. in the midst of you yeah, yeah. didn't have enough faith right and if i fail in my teaching uh, prospect i recognize it's, it's not an issue of faith. It's usually an issue of some kind of disobedience on my part, right? And it's another chance for me to realize, well, ultimately, that if I come out sounding at all coherent, if I say anything at all engaging or worthwhile, it didn't come from me in the first place, right? I, I recognize that, that I get to be an agent if I choose to, if I choose to follow his path and will for my life, or I can do my own thing and sound like every other idiot. Right. Know? And that's that's the difference, I think, with these word of faiths and then really recognizing where you've got a gift or leading and, and following that, even if it's on a more charismatic side. Mm-hmm. I think somebody who, will, like, say, might actually have the gift of prophecy. I believe gift of prophecy can be something that's genuine, right? But how would that actually play itself out? That wouldn't be somebody that can just stand there and say, "I'm now going to prophesy." Over Inter- you. Interrupt the service, yeah. come running down the aisle and shout and stop no, everything. No, that would. I be, highly doubt it. That would be this guy or woman is standing there for whatever reason. They can't stop looking over at this other person. It's driving them nuts. They can't stop, and this, this thought just keeps coming back and forward and back and forward and back and forward. And they want to ignore it, but they can't. And it's essentially saying you need to go over to so-and-so and you need to say such-and-such such right now, mm-hmm. right? And if you ignore it, it'll it'll bug you not just the rest of the day. You won't be able to sleep that night until you call that person and you say such-and-such, such, right? And I think if the gift of prophecy is done correctly, when you say such-and-such, such, it won't just be them calling and saying, God told me you're supposed to X, <laughs> Y, and Z, it will be, you call them and say, hey, I don't know, I, I don't understand, I don't know why I'm, I'm even supposed to call you right now, but I just had the notion that I'm supposed to call you, and I'm supposed to tell you, you know, in the story where uh, Genesis chapter 15 and um, Pharaoh's army has just been destroyed, I believe it always places its context within the larger narrative of what God has already done in history, mm-hmm. right? So that they, they would cite somewhere in Scripture and then say, I don't know why, I just felt like I needed to share that that story or that passage or that whatever with you. Um, uh, I, I've done this myself, and it was just to say, hey, there's this passage in Joel. I, I, I don't know why I felt like I needed to tell you this, but here's what's going on, da-da-da-da-da, and in the passage... Joel says, it's like a prayer, and it says, um, may the Lord restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. It's the idea that the locusts have come into your harvest, and they've destroyed it. They ate everything. Mm -hmm. That was your entire wage for the year, gone, right? And so the prayer is, may God restore what the locusts have eaten. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know why, but I, I felt inclined to say that for whatever reason that's supposed to be for you, whatever's going on in your life, God's going to restore what the locusts of eaten. And this person just fell apart crying about real stuff that I didn't know about. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that yeah. I just felt that I was supposed to tell them and I didn't understand why. You know, that's really happened to me on a f- very, very few occasions. And it makes me very uncomfortable when it does. Right, right, but I don't come at it with this sense of I have a word, of prophecy for you. Start shaking, and you're something. Eye. Eyes rolled to the something back. Something very and- bad is a is going to happen, but it'll be it'll be the kind of thing that uh, that will make you stronger as a result. Like one of those self fulfilling prophecies that happens to us every day. You can find some something that comes across your path that kind of sucks, but you learn something from it. Yeah. That's not a prophecy. <laughs> That's just no. life, dude. Yeah. Right? Uh, there's a difference. So, yeah, that stuff bugs me um, because I think somebody who honestly has these gifts realize, number one, they don't belong to us. They, they belong to God. And number two, uh, it, it there, there's a little bit of that, that sense of, I mean, it's cool when God uses you, but when they use you in, in like a charismatic way, Honestly, that makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, oh. Uh... <laughs> but if you ignore it, then it doesn't go away. It just gets worse. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's that kind of thing. That's, that's completely different than these word of faith movements where you're just going to, in, as he's trying to do, claim that because this historically happened to the people of Israel at some point in history, we're going to thereby claim today, now, this event's going to reoccur in some, some way. Eradicate covid Yeah, yeah, some, some form or fashion. Uh, what, what's more, the idea that he can blow the breath of God. God's breath blows where God wants to blow it. Right. We don't get to blow God's breath. That's his creative and um, inspirational spirit at work.
0: And w- once again, yeah. as I said before... I. I, just, I I cringe at the thought that we have control over God. Right. I just cringe at that, and it's right. like, I don't know. Where, where right do we lose our place? You me, me,
1: me, 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 me. Yeah. And, well, me, and me, it's, me, it's, me, it's like it's the, the
0: prophetic words of, oh, yeah, you, you, if you believe it, and if you ask God, you'll receive, right? That's biblical. But at the same time, out of context, that looks like, You know, the preachers that stand up on the pulpit and tell everybody to stand and rise and, and repeat after me, I believe God sending us checks in the mail and, and we're going to prosper. Like, well, no, because God's a, his, you know, his plan for your life might be something like, you're going to be homeless, you're going to smell really bad. And your entire point of your entire life, yeah. your existence is going to be, you're going to happen to bump into one person and convince them that they don't want to be like that. And so they turn their life around. It might be, I'm not, I'm not, please don't take I, that the wrong I, I, way. But. I
1: know, I know several occasions where someone's been like, man, I didn't know how I was going to pay the rent. And I go to the mailbox and open it up and someone has left a check there. And it's just what I needed to get through the month. Like, like Events like that happen. God will move in such a way. That 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 kind, but yeah, to claim that um, an entire congregation, God, that you are commanding that upon God. In in fact, every time someone is, and it's happened more than once, someone has has uh, shared that part of their testimony. I really didn't know what I was going to do financially speaking, and I went out to the mailbox, and there was this check that was preceded by sharing that in prayer with God. God, I don't know what I'm going to do this month. Being honest in that regard, say I, I I understand we're supposed to place all our faith in your care, and you know, as the lilies of the fields are um, created in more splendor than even Solomon was that you want to take care of our our daily needs I don't know where next month's payment for X, y, and Z is going to come from right that's the prayer they're not saying like God's going to provide blah, 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 blah. They're saying, they're, they're saying, I'm, I'm hoping you will. And they're but surprised. If you don't, yeah. And, and it's not that. Uh, it, yeah, exactly. But if you don't, if, 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 if you don't, I'm not walking away, right? right. I'm not, and I'm not expecting you to right. necessarily. It's the expectation but, that gets me. I just, I don't, I can't, right.
0: Yeah. It's the expectation behind
1: it. It gets, gets back to that me, 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 me. Yeah, we don't, we don't have any right at any point to direct God. Um, and this is a particular fragile time right now in history. There, there is... <laughs> what's going on right now has shut down the entire world in a very, very real way um, and stopped commerce, and it's going to have lasting effects And um, I'm surprised more people haven't come at that with, you know, their opportunity to try and swindle us out of money because thus saith the Lord, you're supposed to send your money to me. And we're going to pray you out of the COVID-19 quarantine and pray you out of your um, problem with unemployment, Uh, all all of that stuff. I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that occur. Yeah. Yeah. because we're at an opportunity where people could really take advantage of all of that. Uh, it's a fragile state. It's, there's no precedent for it in history. The government doesn't know what they're doing yet. <laughs> no government knows what they're doing yet. And people are scared, legitimately scared. And it has potential very, very real uh, prophetic um, possibilities of where this will put us when we come out on the other side of it um, on God's timetable, right? There, there's some real stuff there worth looking at uh, and and where we might end up, right? What are the signs of the times and, and where are we arriving at? That's a discussion worth having right now, but you have to have it in context, in a correct context of what Scripture says And at any point, if someone's going to claim that they have power over Mm -hmm. this particular instance, then um, I'm open, but I'm more cautious than I'm open. It means I'm always open to hearing uh, someone's testimony of charismatic or miraculous stuff, but I'm always very cautious and very uh, uh, mindful of one, who's the person telling it to me? Is this somebody I trust? Do I know them? right? Uh, and, and number two, what, what will that mean for this relationship? Because if it's somebody sharing this event, oh, I'm able to do this, that, and the other, and therefore now I should have authority or power over you also. I should be able to ask you for money now. Or, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of other motives that could come into play and um, usually do. So that's why I say caution, 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 while still being open to the possibility of the miraculous. Uh, No doubt, uh, Bible also says that um, uh, as we come to a certain point in God's history timeline, it will be like the days of Noah and there'll be some big world changing stuff happening on a, on a scale like we've never seen before and it will come at an unexpected time. That'll be very much like the days of Noah. And you can look around right now and say, well, we've got this worldwide thing that's happening and it came very unexpectedly and very quickly. And we don't really have a plan for this and what's going to happen next. Right. Um, and people look at that and say, Yep, see, that means any day now, Jesus is coming back, or any day now, this, that, and the other. Um so <laughs> that we, we're we're at a stage in history where people are going to take advantage yeah. of of these word of faith movements. Um and they're gonna have to stand on whether the prophecy comes true or not. Right.
0: Well, in closing, I'll say this. Um, seek out God's character. Read the Bible and figure out who Jesus was, right? Don't, don't look for and expect only miracles.
1: Yeah, don't hunt for those because even in Jesus' day, when he was doing them, he, he would part ways with the audience because that was the—and th- that's why. That's why he would get tired and have to leave He wasn't tired because he was performing the miracles and somehow, you know, that was his humanity and the limitations of humanity. No, he was frustrated because he had a message to deliver. And the message wasn't being received. People were only there to see the spectacle. So we can still be spectacle hunters today. And what's more, it looks even uh, more absurd because we're spectacle hunters from people who aren't creating real miracles they're false miracles in the first place or uh, not even that they're claiming stuff that just doesn't happen at all so yeah you don't want to you always want to seek out the message first what's the message behind right. all this is is there real substance to that and start with that and the potential for the miraculous is there but it will come as a confirmation of that message not the other way around. Right. And then it'll also
0: be even more of a firework when it does actually happen. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Uh, We will see you all next week. Hey, everyone. Thomas here. Thanks for listening to our show. And if you like it, then be sure to hit the follow button on Spotify or subscribe on iTunes. Thanks again and join us next week on the Silent Planet podcast.